<laughs> Not there yet. Okay, we know. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, where did he go? <laughs> Whether it's mirror for sale, be amazed, or your dog's being a jerk. There's a sub for that. Welcome to the front podcast of the internet. He's Willie writing checks his ass can't cash Matson. He's your other host, the hot dog chasing a donut in my dreams, Scott Garoa. And joining us all the way from Hawaii today, it's the mustache with the most, Tom Selleck. We're a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in a spooky 30 minutes. If you like the show, you can find more of us. On TikTok, YouTube, or Instagram. Or as your 16th and 17th in line for Prime Minister of England. (laughs) So look... What about what do I look like, Scott? Not you. Start. No, Joel looks like like Mario went on vacation. Mm. <laughs> like you went on a cruise. Like is that a new yeah. game, Mario Cruise? That, that is yeah. a game, isn't it? That, that's a me. <laughs> if you're just listening, Scott's a penis. I mean a wiener. I mean a hot dog. Scott's a hot dog. Yes. um i am if tom cruise wasn't but was also in say it attractive (laughs) in shape tom cruise wasn't in scientology and had access to a lot more pizza now i am showing some skin is that too much do we no i don't think it's enough do we like the skin i think you should go full volleyball scene here I mean, you're I missing. My <laughs> you're missing the oil. Yeah. Uh, like if you, if you're gonna expose that much, you should at least have the decency to oil up. And there needs to be more dudes for you to just high five for yeah. no good reason. <laughs> Son of a. Yeah. Joel, you, I, I love your costume. Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, describe it for us in detail. I, I mean, clearly it is Thomas Magnum, PI. The uh, one of the greatest TV show detectives of all time, and like somehow one of the few people whose character was a complete mooch, but somehow made that cool. Can I borrow your car? Can I borrow your house? Can I borrow the helicopter? No, I don't have any money. And somehow he ended up with the ladies at the end. Like uh, nobody worked at it harder. He was uh, a scrub before they were derided. I have a question for you, Joel, though, like Tom Selleck, Mm -hmm. classic with the stash, but he also Mm -hmm. had a fairly decent chest hair regimen. What are you rocking under that V-neck? You want to show the people on video what you got and compare? I do not. (laughs) (laughs) Joel, that's fair. Tom Selleck grew up in the Midwest. (laughs) Yeah. I'm right there with you, buddy. So anyway, I, uh, you I, know, let's... I'm like Tom Selleck if he was shorter, paler, <laughs> didn't have a deep voice, missing the charisma, pretty much just take away all the good stuff and make him shorter <laughs> and, and perfect, like exact twins. 
you're perfectly in line then to be the next prime minister of mm-hmm. of the UK. You've described playing, it to a T. You're playing the Tom Selleck after. Like there's the yeah. before Tom Selleck. Oh, you're saying I'm like blue bloods. Uh, <laughs> yes. Tom Selleck. Now right, he's yeah. just regular man on a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Joel, can I say your last name? It's like, it's not hard to pronounce. You have, <laughs> can you? I, I, don't, I've not, I don't know if I've ever said it right. Go for it. I will correct if need be. Joel Volmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your Twitter handle is? Is finger twitchings. Finger twitchings. Which is, I is use for what, everything, yeah. Yeah. So that's what you're known as mm-hmm. on the internet. You and Willie both know me as finger twitchings. Yes. You're very humble, I think, Joel. Anytime I try to compliment you <laughs> on some of your creative endeavors, you're like, mm-hmm. ah, no. Yeah. So let me just take this opportunity publicly to no, no. give some thanks and to recognize you. And then I want to give you a platform here in a second. Yeah. I've known Joel now f- God, since 2016. Sounds about right, yeah. And I quickly discovered that, and I'm not being superfluous when I say this, but you are the best artist I've ever had the opportunity to meet. If anybody is looking for somebody with incredible talent for inspiration, you should go to his Instagram and look at your amazing artwork. I'm going to link it in the show notes. Okay, Um, you can do that. Joel. Yeah. Can, can you leave some of the clothes on? That's <laughs> for the after show. Yeah, that's for our OnlyFans. We're saving yeah. that for the end. Oh, no, I'm on, a, I'm on a different service, Scott. I'm on Only No, <laughs> uh, where, where people pay money to uh, get me to keep clothes on. <laughs> I think you are also an amazing artist. However, I have met more people than Willie. So there not are the few most. people. Yeah. You're not, you're not top. I know a couple people. I just wanted to, yeah. you know, make sure your ego didn't get too big. Your head no, still fits in I, the frame for the whole show. I well, appreciate that. You're a real that. dick over here. <laughs> Being a real wiener on this side of the camera. <laughs> I've got some stories. Willie, you've got some stories. First thing we were going to talk about, Joel, uh, yeah. as an artist, mm-hmm. have you been paying attention to any of this new AI-generated art that has been uh, going around the internet. And what are your thoughts? Uh, whew, okay, so we're starting out light. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're just going to ease into it. Oh, oh is, is this a controversial subject uh, amongst the artists community? Uh, I know that the like Twitter art community is very much a buzz, and anybody who's like, I don't know, I think it's kind of cool, is like, fuck you. <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty intense. Uh, you know, I'm kind of torn on it. I, I think it falls in kind of the same territory as if we're talking about NFTs to some extent, which nobody is anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> True. I think it's interesting. I think it's a new platform and I think being completely closed off to it is kind of like being closed off to impressionism or any other movement of art that has come out. Most of what I've seen isn't really that great. Every once in a while, there's something that's pretty impressive. I don't know. I Right now, I kind of just see it as like a potential another tool that could be used. Sure, uh, sure. I have a friend who is using kind of like the AI-generated images 
to build up his own paintings. And oh. that's that's kind of a weird thing because uh, when he started doing it, his comment was, God damn it, the computer does what I do better than I do it. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's interesting. I think it gives access, and I'm never really 100% against anything that gives ac like access to art to more people. I think that's valuable. I do think like if it if it were to become good to the point where people actually making things, I think ultimately that would be a detriment. So it's yeah. a, it's a weird mixed bag right now. There's a few topics I've heard regarding the subject of AI generated art that I just want to run by both of you. The resident idiot over here, Scott and Joel the expert. So we're getting both sides. Uh there's a couple things to to create this art what ai has done is they take samples of all the art that's been created so all of it less of an idiot than i thought and <laughs> they put it all together so they're they're borrowing they're encouraging art out of things that were once created do you think that's plagiarism do you think that's stealing what what's your opinion He's not asking me, Joel. Oh, I thought I thought <laughs> I thought he was asking both of us, and I was like, "Oh, I want to I want to hear what Scott thinks about this." Oh, I mean, if you want my opinion, yeah. Do Do I think it's plagiarism? Kind of in a way, but it's all algorithm. It's all yeah, a computer system being told what to do and following the rules. It's no different than me taking a painting and getting a print of it. I think maybe. And then, like, tearing up that print and making another piece of art out of it, you know? Like, it's yeah. it's iterative. It's not original mm. in so much that it is unbiased in a way, you know? It's 100% influenced by every other piece of art that has ever existed. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of feel like, don't we all? I mean, anybody who draws or paints is looking up reference material. We're all influenced by the stuff we see and the things that we like and... I still draw people that look like they could have been like Ed Roth drawings yeah. back in the day. I love his um, art. Yeah, it's great. And it was a big part of my childhood. And to this day, I'll draw somebody and like, I don't always see it. And somebody would be like, oh, that reminds me of Ed Roth. And I'm like, thank you. Oh. <laughs> like, I always feel really flattered by that because I'm like, yeah, I think he's really cool. And like, nobody really does stuff like he does. Joel, but can we so, commission you weird. to draw some rat fink versions of us? We've just delegated Joel to do more artwork of us. Great. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. I got uh, I got I got in so much trouble for the first one. Uh, <laughs> well, you drew Willie and you drew Scott. <laughs> so you you brought up a really good point, Scott. And Joel, I think just to expand on what you said. Yeah. The counter to that argument of, of these AI-generated art pieces being plagiarism is, isn't that what artists are doing today? Is looking at reference material and creating something unique through the inspiration of that lens. What the argument is being made, counter of it being plagiarism, is mm -hmm. all art is in a way taking inspiration from what has been. But the entire catalog of what once was the interesting next question is we have the capability of creating something that has never been a new art form a new category mm -hmm. a new design aesthetic shuffling a deck of cards and ai isn't there yet 
But what yeah. happens when it is? Is yeah. that the moment where it takes over what we do? And could it? It, it could AI ever create something from nothing in that way? I guess we'll find out. Oh. It begs the question on what AI's purpose is going to be. Because if if somebody, you know, <laughs> really hates artists, you know, the moochers of society, why don't you get off the couch and go get a yeah. real job, you hippie? Uh, <laughs> if their whole purpose of creating this was to take over the jobs from artists? Well, They're already gone. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, it's not like art is paying out buku bucks artists in the people that just create like paintings and drawings and what might be considered traditional art by uh most standards like nobody's saying go to school and get that job because it's gonna pay you so handsomely mm-hmm. you'll be world renowned one of the best artists in the world nobody even knows who they are mm-hmm. banksy has been creating simple art pieces and it's not even, he's not even like the best artist. I, we, we wouldn't, he uses stencils and spray paint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do that, but literally nobody knows who he is. Yeah. And that's kind of the mystery. So you almost have to do something else, kind of like anybody. You just have to be a little bit extra to get noticed and get rich. And I, who knows if they even are? I'm sure their paintings have been sold, but we don't know what they do with their finances. Like, yeah. Can you think of another artist who's alive today? That is just like buku rich that isn't commercially paid. I bet James Jean is doing delightfully well. What would we know his art from? So James Jean does a lot of stuff. He's kind of the point where, for the most part, I think he does his own just whatever the hell he wants to at this point. But he, DC had a comic book for a while called Fables, and he did a ton of the comic covers for that. And so he was very popular as a cover artist for a while. Um, right, and but it, that's that's commercial. He was doing commercial illustration before that for a bit. But at this point, he's pretty much making whatever he wants to and putting it in galleries and selling books and oh, earrings and nice. jewelry made off of like his stuff, which is kind of surreal. But I mean, it's all beautiful. I yeah. think the unfortunate reality of artwork now is you either are in that top one percent where you are sought after by the elites and you're making bank right you're gonna live off of that forever Um, the bad guys from halo sure Mm -hmm. yeah exactly them or you die and then your art gets seen then it starts making money that's kind of the reality unfortunately (laughs) that's it that's either it's either or (laughs) it's either or there's nothing in between Well, speaking of people who want to get paid for things that they've been making their entire lives, <laughs> Mothers, have you guys teachers. heard? Have you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But nope, I'm actually talking about more artists again. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because this week in technology, Blink 182 tickets are so expensive because Ticketmaster is a disastrous monopoly, and now everyone pays ticket broker prices, or why you are not getting an inexpensive ticket to a popular concert ever again. Have you been seeing the, the, I'm not, when I say floor prices, I mean like the bottom of the barrel prices that you would pay to get into a show. I, I heard about this, but I didn't see the specific prices. I didn't see it either, but I was hearing, and Willie, you can uh, fact check for me, $500 minimum just to get in the door. 
So according to Vice, it says uh, fans are furious at Ticketmaster, the band, and society in general over the astronomical ticket prices in the band's reunion tour. Billboard has cited ticket prices as high as $600 in some cities, and I'm assuming that's entry-level ticket prices. It's probably just general admission for a lot of this. We're seeing uh, things like June 17th of 2023 in L.A., general admission floor tickets being $250. Ooh. Okay. Well, that's not Don't say that's reasonable. No, don't, it's not reasonable don't. for mm-hmm. Blink-182. <laughs> I mean, maybe for their older stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Have either of you heard the new song? Because it's like, yeah, it's a bit cringy. It's, it's mid. It? It's, it's mid, as it's, all the kids are saying. I'm waiting to judge, like, to hear the rest of the album, but mm-hmm. that song was like, that is your big comeback song? Really? Mm-hmm. In a day and age where technology has so much capabilities, Ticketmaster is taking a really unique approach to this. They They want to prevent scalpers from going in and buying up half- of the the tickets and then reselling them at a higher price. So then they're <laughs> so why don't we just do it ourselves? <laughs> so they're manufacturing it, right? That's exactly what they're doing. And I don't think this serves anybody except for Ticketmaster. I think this is going to fail and Ticketmaster is going to have to go back real fast and change it. Who is Ticketmaster paying like do they they have lobbyists for every single member of Congress and the Senate? Cuz I don't know. When did Ticketmaster come out? 80s? Why are we still doing this? I've known plenty of artists that have gotten around this by selling directly from their website, but there must be some like contract with all of the arenas that they signed for yeah. X amount of years. We'll have to reach out to those lawyers that are on TikTok and see what they know about it. I think, wasn't there like a John Oliver show on Ticketmaster where he's going through like their links to the stadiums and the venues and in some cases I think they're even connected to like some of the resellers who are buying the tickets from them. Um, Sounds like the mafia. Yeah, it's it's horrific. It's a very Willie, you're a John Oliver expert. Did you watch that one? Yes, I have definitely seen it. I but currently what I'm reading is Wikipedia because that's what I do. I do real-time research here. So let me give you some background on Ticketmaster. So in 1998, USA Network, later named Interactive Corp. That doesn't sound like a Mm-mm. Tron movie. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a necrophiliac. And that. Oh. Uh, so they purchased the major stake in Ticketmaster. That same year, the company merged with City Search. That's not the important stuff here. It says in September 2006, Ticketmaster's president, Sean Moriarty. Jesus, it gets worse. Oh, oh my boy. God. What, what are we working with here, guys? Uh, they told NPR that Ticketmaster had lobbied several states to enact laws that would limit ticket sale resale to authorized companies. Economists worried that these laws would harm competition. But Moriarty expressed the need to reduce corrupt scalpers and counterfeit tickets. So you know what they've done? They figured they took it under their own wing. We just need to make them so expensive that no scalper would ever dream of buying them. <laughs> I think the artists get hurt the most, though. If Ticketmaster does this and they hold all of these seats at certain prices, 
all these artists are, are making all their money on the road. They make their money on the tours. I'm sure they get a percentage of the ticket sales. If you can't afford to go to the show, which, heck, everything is so expensive now. People can't afford to do normal things. This would be an extravagance for a lot of people. I'm not paying $200 to go to any concert these days. No. For Blink, who's been gone for, I don't know, a decade or more, like they're, they're, they're kind of hedging their bets that all of their old fans want to see them again. I went and saw Blink when, in their heyday. They were amazing. I don't need to see them ever again. <laughs> Especially if they're going to come out with this drivel that we call their latest single. <laughs> I, but I do have a question. Yeah. Okay. Is there an artist, if they made a comeback today, that you would pay two to five hundred dollars for oh that's a good question we'll just we'll just go D and D rules you know rolled a nat 20 had our necromancer raise this band from the dead to mm-hmm. play one last show tickets are five hundred dollars who are you going for, to see all right if that's if that's the deal one last show i'm going to see lincoln park wow i mean that would be an amazing show i wish huh. i had gone and seen them hmm I'm kind of torn. I think if it was bring them back from the dead. Yeah. Uh, Remember, Joel, in the end, it doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> I think it would be, I think for me, it would be, uh, there are a couple. Uh, Led Zeppelin would be up Ooh. there. Like, I would love to see Led Zeppelin live. That would be amazing. If they were still alive, like not brought back from the dead, just they've been secretly alive the whole time and like Elvis made a, a comeback to her. I would drop the money for that. Like that just to be like Bigfoot in concert. Right. Right. Like, mm. I'm assuming if we were to put a poll on social, everybody would be like the Beatles. I would, I would put the Beatles up there. Yeah. I mean, they were giants for me personally. It would probably be uh Nirvana. Mm. Yeah. Nirvana in its heyday. Cause I only got to know their music the year after he passed away. <laughs> yeah. Or like the Beastie Boys would be a hell of a show to go to. Oh, yeah. Is Coolio too soon to say? Oh, God. No. I mean, I mean you, you had a chance, Willie. Can we, can we talk about another artist that recently is making waves? Taylor Swift put out a new album this week. Did Very either of you listen to her new, her new music? I <laughs> I have not listened to it yet, but I probably will. I mean, the last the last one was really good. I really yeah, the one where she's playing an acoustic guitar in the woods. Yeah, it was a really good album. There are a lot of good songs on that. Okay, and and just out of curiosity, <laughs> how long do the footballs last? Three three and a half hours, depending on mm-hmm. overtime. And and how many of them are there tonight? I mean, uh, I don't know. All, all of the, all, most of them. Oh, okay. Most of them were tonight. Joel, if you're wondering, I last about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're lucky to uh, last two that, and you know it. That, that's and, twice and as long as I expected. <laughs> there are four foots and two balls. I listened to this entire album <laughs> and I'm going to tell you that... <laughs> Oh, how do I put this? Tell me um, if it goes back to traditional Poppy Taylor because I've been missing no. her. Dang it. No, traditional Poppy Taylor is gone. This is like an ethereal, uh, whimsical, very soft 
alternative type of album. Okay. It is lyric heavy. I think the vast majority of the internet today is obsessed with this because they're digging into subtext in songs. So they're uh, finding well, with her it's moments. it's a given, right? And and my problem with the album is and I suck at anything with music theory, but there's nothing oh. Oh. unique about each one of the songs. They're all in my in my mind, they're all forgettable. Like you go from one to the next and they all kind of have the same like she sounds the same. I know it's an artist and that's just what they do. Mm-hmm. That's their voice, it's their sound. But it's this generic like pitch tonality to every one of the songs. There isn't like a catchy beat. We were talking There's about no it bangers? at work today. No this bangers. Is a no banger album. Wow. While it's a good album, the songs are not bad. They're just objectively good. They're just a little boring. You feel like she was mailing it in? I don't think so. I think she's making... It's it's the audio version of a photograph that you took in 2022 on a modern camera, added film grain to it, and had some hipster smoking a cigarette. Like, <laughs> it's all generic. It's a generic view of what you want your life to be. That is the music that was put in front of you. I feel... <laughs> Sad. The subtext that everybody was looking for and it sounds like they did not find is maybe it's because she's like happy. And in the past, she was going through the turmoil of growing up and dealing with relationships, both business and personal. Mm. And she got that angst out there that everybody's like, yeah, I can totally vibe with this. And she's just like me. And we, we've gone through the same things. But now she's a multimillionaire. She's... With I don't know if she's married or with like single. a serious partner. Things are pretty uh, good. I love you, Taylor, but like maybe she's doing the musical equivalent of resting on her laurels and just saying like whatever I put out is gonna be great. Hmm. She's surrounded by the yes people. Having not heard it yet, although I think I know what I'm doing after the podcast. How long is the podcast? I, 30 How minutes. many footballs? Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> that many. Yeah, um, that's exactly right. <laughs> um, I would say one, if she needs more of that personal angst, I would be willing to date her for an extended period of time so she could build up so much disappointment and uh, just harsh feelings. I would dive on that grenade. For her and her art, one. It's very, very mm-hmm. noble of you, Joel. Mm-hmm. I think oh, it would very... be called JV. Mm-hmm. Yep, that would be the name of the album, JV. Yep. yep. So I'm, I'm up for it. You know, if she needs that, I'm, I'm here. I wanna, I wanna help. But I, I think there's something about like, also she's getting older, and musicians tend <gasps> to mellow out a bit oh. as the years pass. I mean, I, I tell lo- that to the Rolling Stones. I like that she is consistently making different things. Sure. And she's trying different things. I mean, what was the last, like, really good U2 album that you heard? The pornographic one. And it. <laughs> I mean, right, like, it. Oh, me too. Like, they're like, oh, this is. This is the popular this is the popular sound that we make that people like, and every album kind of got to a point where it sounded the same, and nothing really changed. And you're like, ah, okay, there's so it's okay. It sounds like you too, but it's not. 
it's none of the charm that you got from rattle and hum when it was like really raw and they're trying things out and they're like there for the first time. All right. Last thing I want to ask you guys this week is yes, Mr. Wiener man. <laughs> I'm going to give you a choice. It's a, it's a game, but it's a philosophical game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it about you whether get... or not you're a sandwich? <laughs> if that's yes. what you guys want to talk about. The answer is yes. I am edible. Yeah. And I have proof. <laughs> there Help. is, uh, in my hand, even though it's attached to a wiener, don't worry, it's clean. I have four yeah, pills. My hand has been attached to a wiener this whole show. <laughs> thank you, Joel. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, this is... Willie and Joel... Willie and Joel are in the same room. It's wonderful. Willie and Joel are in the same room. You just, we've made through the power of magic. (laughs) I have a red pill, a green pill, a yellow pill, and a blue pill. And I need your honest answer on which pill you would take. The red pill is to be rich. The green pill is to read minds. The yellow pill is infinite luck. And the blue pill adds five inches. (laughs) <laughs> oh which one you gobbling down boys <laughs> Wait, who's it adding five Ooh. inches to pick one pick one <laughs> luck pick one luck you're going with infinite luck give me those lucky charms man you would instantly have all of those things and be able to pay for inches <laughs> Right, and we all know. We all you know need, the ri- you don't need to gamble if you're already rich. Yeah, uh, but and if no, I can be richer than that. Can, <laughs> if you're already rich, you can buy five inches. <laughs> you can buy uh, more. <laughs> and his name is Chad. <laughs> uh, clarifying question: Is okay. all of the infinite luck going to be good? Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Okay, infinite good luck. Not like you have infinite luck. But it's also bad. <laughs> Flip a coin. Yeah. <laughs> some of it will be good. Some of it will be bad. I'm torn between the money and the luck. The The money is a known quantity, and there are a lot of things that money solves. But damn, luck is a – that's an attractive pick. You know, because it's our spooky episode. If you want me to go uh, monkey's paw, congratulations, you're rich. Bad news is there is a revolution, and <laughs> – the theme is eat the rich. Yeah. You're five inches shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gained, you gained five inches in cancerous tumor growth. <laughs> oh, my God. It's got to be luck, though, you guys. Because yeah, I think it's got to be you, luck. Like, you just you walk into a gas station, you buy a single Powerball when it's a billion dollars, and you win it. Right. You can walk through traffic. You're never late if you wanted to take public transit. Uh, somebody tries to shoot you, they miss every single time. I think this is good. I, I don't know if that's how it would play out, though. Like, it, it also could just be, like, that you find $10 in your pocket that you forgot was in your pocket. Like, it could be much smaller things that are just lucky, happy moments spread throughout your day, which still, like, you might not get the giant payoff, but, you know, it'd still be kind of nice to go through the day with, like, can you imagine going to work and every single person you have to work with throughout the day just happens to be like this person that you have a delightful conversation with and everything goes well? Think you could what just Joel like, is saying, Scott. 
is that because you have infinite good luck, it doesn't matter about wealth. It doesn't matter about inches. Everything goes your way. The quality of life is just increased. And and what I do want to say is now is a perfect time for Joel to talk about the thing that is most important to him and one of the reasons that you want to use this platform. Can you talk about Extra Life? Coming up first weekend of November, which I believe is the 4th, 5th, and 6th, is Extra Life Weekend. Extra Life is a charity organization that allows people to basically game marathon in order to raise funds to help sick children. They're part of the Children's Miracle Network. And so wherever you are, if you're signed up to be one of the people bringing in donations, all that money goes to your local Children's Miracle Network Hospital. I'm part of a team called Known World United, and we will, I think this is the fifth or sixth year that we've been doing this. Last year, I think we raised over $14,000 for Gillette Children's Hospital in St. Paul. Our goal for this year is $20,022. I set my goal for $2,022. I'm a ways off of that target right now. You could help by clicking donate. We will be streaming on Twitch at Twitch slash Known World United, I think. We'll put and, everything uh, into our show notes. And I, no I, I think Antagonist Relations is the other. There's like two or three channels that we're using. And you could do things like we're going to be playing uh, a lot of Dungeons and Dragons role-playing games, tabletop type things. In our weekly D&D game, uh, Drakewind Falls, earlier on, my character may have ripped somebody's arms off and it became a whole thing. And some of the viewers tune in every week and go like, have you ripped off an arm yet? And so the last time we played, I said, you know, if you don't donate money, I'll do my best to rip an arm off. If you donate to my campaign, I will create and play a D&D character specifically made to be useless at everything except ripping off arms. <laughs> I will post the artwork for it and I will play the hell out of it. So we're just doing the best we can to, to raise money there. Um, and again, it's, it's six, it's sick kids. How do you go wrong with that? That's super awesome. We will uh, promote that through the big weekend. So we'll probably do it on our next show too, just yeah. because that timing will come out around there. Thank you, Joel. Thank you so much for hanging out with us My today. Pleasure. It's fun. It was, uh, it was awesome getting to talk with you you're more than welcome back on the show if Anytime. if you want to come back yeah and uh, it's a hoot yeah <laughs> but we just really appreciate <laughs> you taking the time to be with us today yeah loved yeah. it thanks for having me uh, thank you all so much for hanging out with us today find more of us on our socials and we will see you next week mm-hmm.